What's up, everybody? It is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, back for another episode, episode 178, I believe, or 79, episode 179 of Junior Senior Two Views. I'm here with Senior and the man himself, Joe from The Blocked Content. How you doing, my man? I'm great, guys. Thanks. I feel like it's been uh, no time at all since I last spoke to you guys, but we're about that was just before season started or maybe a day or two in and yeah you know we're nearly at all-star yeah we, I know. it's flown by so and as well we've had a lot of events and let's get straight into it with obviously your beloved golden state warriors who've had a trying season so far especially one, uh, yeah especially one draymond green who has seemingly lost his mind on multiple occasions this year um i've seen comments that this man should have been at royal rumble today but what do you make of all of that with him yeah it's kind of the culmination of a lot of just unaddressed previous events coming to the fore at once especially uh you know we've we've been through the initial shock of the Dray- the Rudy Gobert incident, as Draymond called it in his YouTube apology, was pretty shocking, to be honest. Even for someone, like I've been watching Draymond his whole career, and that was just like complete red mist, brain fade. He says later that you know, he doesn't even realize how long he was holding on to Rudy for, because it was like a good four or five seconds. And then to come back from that, the Nurkic business was just a complete, you know, it, that was a flail with with absolutely no regard for what would happen and then since he's been back he's kind of been building back towards himself and he's been really you know kind of getting back to the level that he was playing early in the season when you know before all the trouble started and then today he went and punched ad in the face anyway i mean it it confuses me though because it's as if i didn't feel like he was off for a while it may have been a month, maybe six weeks, maybe. I don't even know if that's even generous. It, 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 it doesn't seem like. It seems like the NBA has to pretty much just. I don't know. They, they, they said they weren't going to tell anybody how long it was going to be suspended. He was going to be suspended for. He comes back. There's no sort of. It doesn't seem like there's anything kind of. It's like he couldn't help himself. He needed 24 hours, sort of just get himself back into playing a, a couple of games and then just start it up again. I'm I'm wondering what, when, when is the last shoe going to drop for the Warriors to say, he's toxic, we can't do this anymore, we need to let you go, or we need, I mean, we need to find another team that actually could put up with that. They gave him a $100 million contract. They gave him a $100 million contract to be a, a glorified NHL enforcer. I don't get it. He doesn't set a culture anymore from what I'm seeing. Yeah, maybe back in the day he was setting that culture with some of the young guys. But nowadays, what is he doing? What What does he even do? Put up triple singles and then punch people in the face for which he'd be charged with assault for outside of the game. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Can you make any sense of it, Joe, as a Warriors fan? He was plus 33 today. So all sins are forgiven with a positive plus score on the, one on the game box score. Of one, one game. He was really good today. And he he does give defensive identity to a team that is very small and makes constant defensive misreads that are, you know, ver- that verge from the basic to the complex, but are normally just basic breakdowns and basic guys not being in the right position and Draymond 
has the ability to just fix that by being in all places at once. Um, and he's still a creator. Like he's a creator off ball. Let, let Steph get off ball. And they've just got such a good connection that when, when the good times are going, Draymond's the, the piece that makes it all work. He's the, he's the cog in the middle that gets all the other gears turning. But when it's a bit off and when, you know, he's spinning in a different speed than everyone else or, or someone, someone's kind of going off and doing their own thing, then it's, um, it does kind of start to point out the deficiencies in, in his game. So it's, it, it speaks also to the fact that, as you said, the Warriors were struggling even without him and now with him. I mean, they're still, like, if the playoffs were to start today, they may be fighting for a play-in. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously going forward, depending on where the Warriors land, can you not see changes being made where because it's Steph stays? That's it. We know that he'll retire a warrior. But the, obviously, looking out there, when you see Clay struggling and Draymond not being a better player and just getting in all sorts of trouble, something's got to give somewhere. Some something's got to give. Yeah, I think the franchise has a sense of loyalty that they won't break up the big three just yet. Um, that'll obviously have come with a decision to be made about Clay Thompson in the off season and negotiations are ongoing. And it seems that they're, that they're two still both saying numbers that are pretty different from each other. Uh, Honestly, I think they, I, need, they have to let him go at this point. They have to, he ha he has not been good. I don't, he's not been the same clay since his return from multiple knee injuries. He hasn't. And I think everyone has realized that now. Yeah. He's played well in spurts, but he hasn't been, the second Splash Brother we knew him as pre-finals ACL tear. He just hasn't. No, he has his moments, but defensively he's never going to be what he was because he was a very good defensive player. But I would say that the move to be made, Steve Kerr's contract expires this offseason, and he has been levels of awful. Levels of just, he ha his rotations make absolutely no sense. He will His play calls don't seem to match even night to night guys don't know if they're going to play if they might get 20 minutes for three games in a row and then they might sit on the bench for the next four games and do nothing um even on the final possession today it was a one-point game the lakers needed a basket they had the warriors had steph Corey joseph and brandon pajinski out there guarding like what is go like lebron is getting the ball put wiggins kaminga draymond Looney, like get big guys out there because they're not going to do anything but give the ball to LeBron. Like, it's very Steve Kerr is is frustrating because he is a very competitive, very successful basketball player and coach. And he came into the league and revolutionized offense by empowering Stephen Curry, bringing Draymond off the bench, giving him a starting role, and using you know a version of the Spurs motion offense that suited all those players. But now everyone does that, and everyone's caught up to Steve Kerr. The game's passed him he, by. It's it, the game is passing yeah. by. Yeah, it's 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 from what I've seen. He doesn't. He 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 slowly started to play Kaminga more minutes, but it's nowhere near enough to. Oh yeah, uh, it's nowhere near enough to to actually unlock the type of potential that Kaminga has because Kaminga is a guy you need in this new NBA. He can he can defend all five positions. He can score from all three levels. If you, I guarantee you, if you put him on. 
like a different organization that gives him the time and minute. If you put him on the magic, he develops into an all-star level player right now. Like, I get, I guarantee well, the other thing. They'll pick one away from each other. Yeah. The other thing I'm thinking about is, is it just me or is it the Warriors has just missed out on some levels of talent across the years? I mean, James Wiseman fell into their lap and it never really worked out with him. He got injured and then they kind of moved on him. They moved out and moved up. They just moved on. They said, okay, that's enough. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just, I mean, the guy that got now, the curly head kid, forgot his name. You just mentioned him before. Pizemski. Whatever his name uh, is. Pazinski seems yeah. to be all right player. But the Warriors just strike me as a team that, you know, if, if Steph's not the one cooking, then they're in deep, deep trouble. Like, if he, he's not on and his shot's off and he has off nights, but even in this game, he didn't have an off game, they still lost. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. There's lots of. Um, there's How long a lot does of, that last, though? How long a lot does of reviews last? from off season. How long there's does that be a, last? Steph's thirty-five. A... Steph's thirty-five. He's not. He's 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 easily one of the greatest point guards ever. Easily the greatest shooter of all time. But how long is he going to keep this up? Father Time yeah. is the most undefeated entity in NBA history or you know even sports history. A thirty-nine-year-old putting up thirty, twenty, and ten. Well, right, so LeBron I mean, you is still a... have he's still yeah. You know, look, I I'd say Steph has at least four more years in him mm. if 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 management can get their act together and make some changes to get some you know and who knows what that looks like and it's it's the West it's very competitive so look we spent enough we spent a lot of time on the Warriors and I wish them all the best as they make their way to the plan. I guess the other thing we want to discuss with you is you know now you see the trend right is seventy the new forty. Because, you know, Luca's done it. Uh, we've had Joel Indeed. do it. They're, they're holding up the paper like Wilt. Doesn't seem, seems a bit artificial. Seems a bit hackneyed now. Because Wilt, you know, he did it in an age where there wasn't a three-point line. He did it in an age where, you know, Wilt was your prototypical back-to-the-basket guy. And now we're watching that. And we're watching Luca, which you, you wonder if you're the Hawks. Did you make a mistake? Taking Trey over Luca. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was that just in your face. Like you made the mistake by taking this guy, and we have this guy, and he might not be a hawk much longer. And that so, first round pick they got back for trading down turned into Cam Reddish, who they gave up on. So there's that. Um, but I, I yeah, believe. You know, so we discussion today. But he yeah. thinks he thinks it's offense. Yeah, I. I, I think the players are getting better. I do believe that there are some things to iron out with defense in the NBA. Most importantly, get rid of the defensive three-second rule. It has no place in the NBA anymore. It it had its place in the, in the early 2000s, fine, but it has zero place anymore. Let teams run a zone offense for however long they want. You will still get guys who can score the ball at an elite level because talent will adapt. A talent has always adapted to new rule changes and new eras. It plays out just the same. That's my thing. But also, I believe that players are getting better. I don't think you can just say as a whole, defense, there's no defense in the NBA. I think it's a it's a silly argument to say that players don't care about defense. Really, if players didn't get, care about defense, they would lose every game. They would lose. It doesn't make sense. I think it's, yeah, I think offense is just 
is going to win out, especially when the league, like the talent level in the league right now is higher than it's ever been. You look at even like a stat like offensive rating. The Kings last year were the greatest offense of all time at 122.5 points per 100 possessions. And for a while this season, Indiana were knocking down the door of 130. And way back, if you go back to the 2016-17 Warriors, the first KD year, if I'm quoting that, yeah, they were 100. They were the best offense at 115 points per 100 possession. And that wouldn't even get you in the top 15 of the current NBA. So one of the most talented teams of all time isn't as proficient at scoring as a team that's, what, six in the East at the moment. So offense has just gotten a lot better. I think players are players are playing defense. I mean, it's January. And it just so happens that the last two 70-point uh, games from the previous season came in January. It's a bit of, you know, the dog days of NBA. We've got rivals week at the moment trying to drum up interest. But I don't think that that anyone is out there defensively not putting in an adequate amount of effort to, to stop a 70-point game every night. But I think that you know, uh, when, when Joel Embiid steps on the floor and sees every player on the Spurs is not even a third of the width of him. Right. <laughs> of course. And Dodgers rocks up. I mean, Dodgers probably rocks up most nights and looks at every player and goes, well, no one here can guard me. And he... he yeah almost takes you know avarice at his defender for for even stepping towards him so i'm not surprised that i'm not surprised that Embiid was able to get seven years especially I mean, on the, the way spur, that he was playing in that first quarter the, so, i mean i suppose luca got his against the hawks the hawks aren't winning a championship anytime soon no. uh Embiid got his against spurs spurs stink spurs are not a good team i mean they, after web name me another player good luck so, so they, i mean yeah, so, whatever. Right After that, keep going. Okay, nobody else. But that, Johnson. Yeah, well, okay, there you go. You guys have your trading cards for the Spurs. Good for you. <laughs> I, I don't know any of these guys. I've watched Spurs highlights going, I don't know you, I don't know you, I don't know you. And, you know, I don't think Popovich knows these guys either. They probably have name tags. So it's all just, I get it. I understand. I just, I guess I'm I'm older. If, of three of us here, I'm older. I come from the 90s where, I don't know, there was this, you know, you don't have, like refs call calls now, like even if you breathe on the player's shoulder. Whereas back in the day, you know, you could go into the hole, get knocked down, and the ref would just say, get up and let's No, I think that's, I think that's, that's a myth because the hand check rule did exist back then. People like to say the hand check rule wasn't a thing in your era, but it was. Hand check rules were called a lot back then, and just, they were calling a lot more travels than they do nowadays. I can tell you that much. Well, I will honestly say for sure. Offensively, yes, players can do more. You don't have in the nineties. Used to have the three-point specialists. You know, a guy like Craig Hodges would come off the bench for the Bulls to shoot what threes, or Dale Ellis for the SuperSonics would come on the court to shoot threes. You know, you didn't have, and not everybody could shoot threes. Now, everybody can shoot threes. It's almost a prerequisite. So, you have to you have to be able to score the ball. It's it's like I said, it's the, it's the era of score ball. You have to be able to score the ball at all three levels. Otherwise, you're gonna get buried on a roster. Just look at one Ben Simmons who refuses to score the ball uh, from anywhere from 15 feet or more. Don't don't 
don't mention Ben Simmons of poor Putin. He's got a bad back. Of all the examples, you go right to the I bottom know, of the back. Ben he just had another epidural. Ben Simmons, who can't even decide which hand to shoot with, that's your that's your bench. That's, line. that's unfortunately that's the example of of not being able to score the ball at all three levels in today's NBA. But the oh. the the big, like I said, get rid of the defensive three. Was the defensive three second rule a thing thing in your era, senior? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Get rid of yes. it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It doesn't need to be there. It it's. It's I watched I watch Euroleague games from time to time. They they have no defensive three second rule because they run off FIBA rules and the defense is so much more tight. It's head it's hedges, it's help side, it's a lot of tight, tight, compact zone, and you have to work for your points. But I Most believe that I believe that points would still be high even if the defensive three second rule was abolished because I players are just that this. good. I will say this: a lot of look. I know NBA teams will resort to zone, but unless that team is going to be shooting threes like itself, like the Celtics, they'll you know most teams will impose or you know try a zone to stretch them out to force them to shoot because that's what a zone's going to do. But you know, I don't think a lot of teams resort to it full time. You know, for the most part, they're manning up and they're trying to guard the pick and roll, which is still troublesome for a lot of teams so yeah i mean look look i I don't think it's a cure-all but it would help at least yeah so look let's switch gears interesting change for the milwaukee bucks i think most people could read the tea leaves through this one and understand there's more to this than just adrian griffith i don't know maybe farting during a press conference or doing something untoward i mean i don't know i feel i feel like doc rivers was just like yeah that's me i'm doing it and it's always a worry seeing Doc Rivers on the sideline. I thought he was happy sitting in the booth. Obviously not. So what can we say about this joke, your thoughts? I mean, it seems like this was a two-person idea between the two superstars on the Bucks, Giannis and Dane, who could probably said, you know, to management, this is what we think. Uh, Adrian's good. We're 30 and 13, but we could be better. We're not playing good defense. We need to change our profile. Well, it's also, I think, Doc Rivers was consulting with the Bucks from <laughs> December to help Adrian Griffith, just to help him learn the ropes. And yeah, he did. I mean, in the ultimate consulting move, yeah. he <laughs> recommended firing yeah. the current guy and bringing him in. So I think that, I think that it's, a, it's a weird move too, because if they wanted Doc, they could have just got him in the offseason. Right. He was unemployed. Well, I'm kind and of... It confuses me, right? Because they got rid of Budenholzer, who got you a championship. And then you decide to replace Budenholzer with a guy wet behind the ears. Trying who to won a championship coach. in 2008. Don't forget. Well, and trying this to coach and try to coach a team, let's face it, that's very veteran, that's built to win now with Dame. It's kind of strange. Look, I think, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of things going around. There's a lot of, obviously, rumors of, uh, Giannis GM or uh, Giannis being a coach killer. I don't necessarily see that. Um, the the argument with with him and Stotts at the before the season even started was Weird. was a was a warning flag in my head. I was like, why is an experienced coach and a coach with flaws, but an experienced coach nonetheless, like Terry Stotts, walking out of his job? Because of Adrian Griffin 
Why is that happening? So there was something, there was alarm bells going off in my head because that shouldn't be happening before a ball is even tipped. And now we, we, we don't know exactly what happened, but something went on behind the scenes. And I think I, but I also think stuff happened on the court. Their defense has not been good this year. They haven't been able to live. Horrible. Yeah. They haven't been able to live up to their full potential on defense because they have a lot of, and a lot of people are saying, oh, because they got rid of Drew. No, their defense was still pretty good even before they traded for Drew. So this is a structural problem. And maybe it was because, because of Griffin and he might've just been the wrong coach for the wrong team at the wrong time. Now, Doc Rivers, anyway, uh, my God, he has a lot to prove. If he does not w- win a championship with this team, I don't know what to say. I I seriously don't know what to say. If he well, doesn't no win, pre- a- obviously no pressure, right? I mean, Doc Doc Rivers only played at Marquette, and his numbers hanging in the rafters as a retired jersey. So there's no pressure. I mean, really. I mean, I it's weird. I just think it's it's not going to be easy. I just don't think it's going to be like you know he comes in and things just you know change themselves i mean it took a while for dame to even weave himself into the system and you know sort of become you know meshed in i think he's still working and i don't know i mean i've never associated dame lillard with defense i've never associated him with being a great defender because you don't think about that when you think about dame lillard so i i don't know i don't know what this i don't think it all hangs on dame though i don't think it all hangs on dame though. but yeah but he was brought in he was brought in to do what Get to the finals. Score. Get to the finals. Yeah. Get to the finals. Get to the finals and win a championship. That's what they need to do. That's that's why he's there. But he's also got to be a clutch scorer in crunch time because that's a big reason why Drew got run ran out of town. But I just think with the whole Doc Rivers thing, this has to be this has to be it. In the in a small defense of him, though, I don't know much more he could have done in that in that game seven. Uh, Philly, Boston last season. I don't know much more he could have done. His players just failed to show up. MVP and Bede just disappeared. Harden did his usual thing of crashing like Windows Vista. And the only reliable option on the floor that game was Tobias Harris. Like, and so, and obviously Harden got ran out of town. So I don't know much more that Doc Rivers could have done in that game seven. But in the game six, at home, when you had a chance to close it out, definitely put some stank on him. But you need, but he, they needed to figure something out. Doc Rivers is a much more experienced coach than Adrian Griffin. He's won a championship. I mean, it was the the best person available. Um, it was the it was the most experienced candidate available. So I don't know what happens forward, but they need to fix their defense a hundred percent. But what do you think about how how are they going to fix their defense, Joe? I really don't know because they spend they have so many minutes of Dame and Malik Beasley playing together. And yeah. even though, you know, the defensive scheme should have them push their as a defender, push towards Giannis and and push towards Brooke Lopez. And whoever the third man is on the wing, whether that's, you know, Pat Connaughton or, or Jay Crowder in in backside help, like they can't do that. Like they get beat constantly. And Malik Beasley has been multiple times this season caught not moving his feet, clutch possessions, and been made a fool of. Now, to their, you know, on the other side of the coin, Malik Beasley is the best three-point shooter in the league, and Dame Lillard 
has you know some of the best clutch opportunities where in those last four minutes of a of a game where you can play Hakiyanis, that option is removed. But for them to be in close games, they've just got to step up the defense. And I don't know whether playing those two sieves together is going to win them, you know, a, a finals game or a, or a big playoff game. Because do they do they go to the deadline then? Do they expend some of more of their assets at the deadline? I don't know. Well, I don't know who's available. That would be maybe like a, a Pat Bev type guy who's who's getting some good minutes in Philly. Or Philly wouldn't want to give him up though. No, you'd, you'd want him. Connaughton is is probably tradable. He's got a year left at the end of his deal. They already traded away Grayson Allen, who they're probably regretting now. But they're just kind of looking for that. I think they they should be looking for that kind of guy, like a seventh man wing defender. But that's a very limited market at the moment. Yeah. Unless you're really trying to, and you know, unless this rookie of theirs has been getting more and more minutes, Andre Jackson will see what. Um, what Doc thinks of him, but he's shown some pretty good defensive upside. Has Marlon Bosch has, has Marlon no, Bosch more... seen much minutes, or has he been? Yeah, bad? He, he he's been pretty bad. Okay. Um. So, and all these like you know these G League guys are so hit and miss, but it's just hard for it's hard to see with what they have remaining after making you know the huge trade for Dame and giving up a lot of their assets. What they, they have to try something to improve themselves around the border. They they've absolutely, got they've got to try. They've got to make a move at the deadline. You absolutely have to. You're the second seed in the the East, but for all intents and purposes, you're miles behind the Celtics right now. You're about what four, three, four and a, three, three and a half games back of them. And yeah, no you, 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 yeah, Celtics have a much better defense than you at this current point in time. It needs to improve, and I. Maybe they get a swingman to to help them in that regard. Maybe they maybe yeah, they, they get another big. Or they don't need a score. They don't need that. They need someone Defense. who can. Well, someone kind of like what the Knicks did. That's why I had to slide the Knicks in there because the Knicks. Since <laughs> it's so good right now, and they got a guy like him who can not only score and doesn't need the ball, but when he has the ball, he can score. That's a great can, segue. But can play multiple positions. You can put OG at a small. You can put OG at a power. You can put OG. He can cover. So that's what the kind of player the Bucks would need in order to get that defensive edge. And I think, like, well, you know, that was a that was a masterstroke. The move they made, and those are all expiring contracts. So that's that's what the trade deadline is going to be. Guys whose contracts are up. Quickly's contract was up. I think Barrett still had a. Well, Barrett had, had three years. He had a bunch Barrett had two years. Two years left. Right. So then. And an OB was on his last year. So, you know, the Raptors are just going to – they were in a yard sale anyway. So that was a good move for the Knicks, who are now 12-2 and two since he's been there, and they beat the Heat today. And, the and they have – and and the Knicks have by far the best defense in the league right now. They're whole, I think they're holding their point – their opponents to like 99-something points a game, which is ridiculous. Tim's is even – yeah. You'll see him stomping on the sideline. So in that that's like the Knicks are fourth, maybe. I mean they're they're fifth now, you know. It's injured, but you know, Randall just got injured. So I don't know what the story is with James Randall. He injured shoulder, his shooting shoulder. So I don't know what's he looking like. Thank God it's the all-star break. 
But, you know, who knows? I mean, the, you know, if he's injured, that's just – I mean, Mitchell Robinson, I, I, he was tearing it up with the offensive rebounds, like statistically with the defensive and offensive rebounds, and then he broke his ankle, and he gets injured a lot. So the Knicks are actually suffering in the center spot because Hartenstein – it's really Hartenstein and – I think it's not not Grimes, the other guy, whatever. Jeremy uh, uh, Sims been, sometimes gets the minutes. Yeah, yeah, Jericho Sims, right. So you have those guys, but they're short in that center spot. So that's you know, but the Knicks, you know, they're gotta be, all right. But it's I mean, got to be next. They, it's got to be next man up for them, though. They have to. They have to. Uh, they they have some guys who can ride for a bit until they get the the main dudes get healthy, but. Uh, talking about the trades that went on what do you we've already given our thoughts about the siakam trade but joe what do you think well, about they, the? what do you think about that well i really like yeah. the siakam trade i think that that's a really move by indiana who was a really hot start and kind of realized they've got most of what they were kind of yeah i think no that was a good move though i mean i don't know well they're, they haven't won a game since he started, though. That's the only problem. That's the problem. Yeah. They haven't won a game. Oh no, they won yesterday. They beat the um. They beat Probably the Suns. Won. Okay. Despite um, yeah, despite Booker's best efforts. But that was like Obi Toppin came in and had Obi Toppin's been kind of oh, unleashed. I miss Obi. I miss. I was really, I was really angry when the Knicks traded him. I thought, wow, this guy's electric. If they just got more time, like it, it's sort of like Tim's has this kind of expectations. You know, if you're mm. You can be flashy, but if you can't defend and you're sitting down the bench, that's why Evan Fournier has not touched a ball. And he's just sitting there with a big contract. And I don't I don't know how much longer he's going to be there yeah. for him. So, no. And that's you know, good. It was never really suiting suiting his pace yeah. at the next yeah. time. Like, he's a run-and-gun guy. And he's, been, he's very happy getting up the court and being found by outlets. So, I can't, I can't wait for... Halliburton to come back and to see a possession where they get a rebound and then Toppen and Siakam just go. Yeah, and I wasn't. Like they're going to score. Yeah, so many points just breaking out like that. When that trade went on, I wasn't, and when it was being rumored, I wasn't like all enthused about it. I wasn't sure about the fit alongside alongside him and uh, Matherin. But as as time has gone on, I was like, okay, they can maybe go Matherin at the four or Matherin at the three and Siakam at the four or Siakam at the three. And then they bring on Toppin for spurts. And it's worked for them so far. If Siakam can give them some um a, some above-average defensive play, that'll help them out in that department because Lord knows they need it. Um, they, they, they still need to improve their defense, but I'm really liking what Indiana's doing. They just... I, they seem to be going from there. They seem to be going from strength to strength. Indiana as an organization, they've always prioritized making just smart moves all the time. And yeah, they've had some lean years, but they've—I don't think they've really ever had to dig into the lottery. And they've just made smart moves, and they've—and all of them have just been advantageous for them. All of them, and they've managed to just find guys from nowhere and just turn them and even that's even going back to the um to the Jermaine O'Neal days that trade when they brought him in he he became a an MVP candidate for them in the in the early 2000s when they plucked him away from the from the Trailblazers in 2000 but the, that's been their their organizational philosophy for a long time and I'm really liking what Indiana's doing 
But another another team where, that I personally really like what they're doing right now, even though they're only a game above 500, is Orlando Magic. Orlando Magic. Yes. <laughs> Orlando Magic. Whoa. That song, I can't get it out of my head. It's, it is an insane. It's so good. It's an insane theme song. I get that feeling. Well, I, don't, I mean, the Magic, the Magic are interesting because I don't think that the Magic, I think that the slogan would be not for a lack of trying. They've always, they, you know, they're always in it because they're always, they, you know, historically never make the playoffs and then go to the draft and you'll see the, you know, the next representative smiling on the cameras. And then they, 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 they draft well as they could. I think some of these draft picks just haven't really panned out. So I think, you know, I'll you know really a good build around him so there might be some wiggle room there i think they're going to be i mean i think because it's because of the east because it's competitive i don't know i mean i think they're still a couple years off you know from really taking off i'd say bankero's been really good bankero's been really good franz wagner's been really good jalen suggs is starting to show his potential um, I'm really liking Anthony Black as a rookie. I was I was a bit surprised by that pick in the draft because they had, uh, to be fair, they had a long jam at literally every single position. So whoever they picked was only going to add to it. Particularly four. Sorry? Yeah, guards galore. What about, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Mark? Oh, yeah, Marco Fultz is buried somewhere. And Cole Anthony. Well, yeah, well, I mean, he's a better shooter than his dad ever was. That's for damn sure. That you God. say that every time I bring look, him up. I'm telling you, Greg Anthony, garbage shooter. I mean, you know, he Greg Anthony's only, you know, touch with it was because he was part of UNLV, but he wasn't the one making buckets. It was either Stacey Ogden or Larry Johnson. Definitely not Greg Anthony. What's another team you like right now, Joe? Well, I'm enthused by this Orlando Magic team. Uh, who have I been watching recently? I try and you know get my little taste of of the top, and you know catch a catch a Timberwolves game every now and then. I watch quite a bit of Thunder games. Um, I have been watching. Who have I been recently? I trying to I like to try and catch teams while they're up. Like I I watched a lot of I, I watched a lot of Indiana early in the season, and then I moved to watching a lot of Orlando and caught there when they were on their eight game win streak, and now. I've been watching the Cavs. I've been really watching the Cavs recently. They have been on another level since New Year. And it's a bit of kind of circumstances have created a winning scenario rather than when they started the season. And it was how they look at this. They've got Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley. Like, look at this roster. Isn't it stacked? And then it turns out that when you have two dudes or you have four dudes who are all trying to play two positions that everyone just steps on each other's toes so it's a case of addition by subtraction where without garland and without mobley that jared allen is an absolute beast and he's going out and getting 20 rebounds and donovan mitchell is just an entire offense on his own and sam merrill's is allowed to take as many threes as he likes and he hits you know 45 percent of them it's just been a complete turnaround for a Cavs team that struggled with injury and then got all their dudes back and it just looked like they couldn't really figure out how to make everything work. And then you take away two of the guys, suddenly it just, it's like clockwork. Donovan Mitchell has been on an absolute tear through December and January. He, he, I think he's been really unlucky to not make the, uh, the all-star starter rather than Damian Lillard. 
Well, what yeah, happens think, when those guys return? Well, that's, a that's good the question. trouble. I think I think it's interesting with Donovan Mitchell because you know he's never been in a situation where he's been unsuccessful. You know, all those years in Utah, you know, there wasn't a year he didn't make the playoffs. So it wasn't a year that he and the team didn't make the playoffs, only to fall short. And then he goes to Cleveland, and then I guess the fan base is like, wait a minute, you know, the last, you know, is this meaning we're going to a championship? And that hasn't necessarily panned out yet. So, I mean, they're an interesting team. They're in a winnable division. We know that because the Central is really not too good, particularly with the Bulls hanging around there. So that's it's not that tough of the you can lower your head because I know the you knows what I'm talking about there. Just so I mean yeah that's a that's a seller at the trade deadline. If any team's selling, the Bulls should be selling everything including please, United please Center chairs. Give give us five first round picks for DeMar DeRozan. Give yeah. us give us ten <laughs> first round picks for Zach Levine. Please you're at it because he ain't coming so back. you can spend him on his kid on uh what's his name <laughs> on Booza's kids oh my god what a dream <laughs> had the nerve to boo jerry krause's widow we already How talked about this oh. we already talked about this i already condemned it i it, i denigrated <laughs> it it was it was disgusting the, yeah okay. Well, I was watching that because I was waiting for I was waiting for Steve Kerr to come out so I could be like, "This motherfucker's not even in the locker room during halftime. What is he doing?" Like, all of that got done by Chicago. I'll say one thing: the Ring of Honor was so not interesting. MJ and Rodman said, "We're out. We're not even showing up. We'll send a video, thanks, but we're not we're not stepping foot in that place. We're out. You know, Dennis was going to go to back to he's going back to the." You know the DMZ to hang out with his boy, and then Michael was just like, "I'm not interested." In it. So yeah, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. So look, I I think changing gear. Who are, who are the worst teams? We're looking at the worst teams right now, right? So we got, we definitely have the Pistons there. God bless the Pistons. It's a, you know, it's, oh, it's, yeah. a it's a it's a it's a, it, it's a cancerous lesion in Detroit <laughs> yeah, with is. with Tom Gores and and ah, Troy ah. Weaver. It's 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 a it's a mess. Sorry for Monty Williams. Could have been. He could have no, had. I don't it. He feel sorry for him. He's made, he's made mistakes this year as well. Yeah, I'm not absolving him. He's played Alec Burks heavy minutes instead of Jaden Ivey. What is he doing? Like, I would love to know That's what another, he, I, what what is he cooking? Why did he? Why did y'all let him cook with these with these guys that you just pulled off the the mid the mid waiver? The thing about the Pistons, another team, not for a lack of trying. It's not like they haven't been trying to draft. They just don't. The that makes it even worse, though. That makes it, it even worse, though. That I know. Make, but that talent, makes it even worse, though. I know. But it does not, you know, not for a lack of trying. So, you know, I mean, look, I mean, Monty Williams, you know, like I said, he would have got the keys to the city of Phoenix. They did championship because they were leading the series at one point. Yeah, and they choked. And then he would have still had his job. And then he got and he got offered a job in Detroit. And he's like, I'll take it. And now I bet he regrets it every day he wakes up. So that's a bad team. You got Washington. They're just as bad. But you can you can kind of give a silver lining to Marvin Bagley Jr., who got a chance to now play <laughs> every day and get a plan chance to play some minutes. But reportedly, they're going to move to Virginia because Leonsis is mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to go to Virginia. 
and the governor of Virginia saying, come on down and take bring the capitals too. So he's getting ready to move. They're dreadful. I don't think the city of Washington will miss them. Uh, you got the Memphis Grizzlies are interesting because I think if Jaw stayed healthy enough, they would have maybe just into a, a play-in chance. But once Jaw blew out his shoulder, that been, was it. They would have been blown so out in the play-in. They would have been blown out in the play-in. They were done by they they were done by November. All the injuries they had, Stephen Adams, Brandon Clark out, Derek well, Rose out, Marcus Smart Clark out. No team recovers from that. None. Yeah. You don't recover from that kind, those kind of losses. They were done by no, November, even before Jaw got there. And yeah, they if Jaw stayed healthy, they might have gotten to the plane, but they would have been blown out with the with the amount of D League guys they're playing um, now, just to just to make minutes with all of the missing pieces. But now these guys have they they beat like they'd be winning a couple games today. I mean, they beat the Warriors with Gigi Allen playing. The game of his life. I mean, they like beat the Heat the other day as well. They've got all these dudes like Gigi Allen, the other ones. Vincent is it Vincent Williams? He's like he's a two guard, maybe six foot four, but he's like four foot across wide on shoulders. Like, at least they're seeing what they have. Dudes. At least at least they're seeing what they have, and that'll give optimism for some young depth for future for future playoff runs, which they do need. They do need cost control depth badly. And that that's about. What, what about- Dan, Triple J, all these guys. So Portland's another team oh, Portland isn't very good, but yet has a couple of veterans out there like an Aiton, like a Brogdon. I like Michael Brogdon. I feel sorry for him because he was like definitely sixth man of the year for Boston last year and bailed him out many times during mm. the playoffs. And now he's stuck in Siberia. And then you got yeah, Portland's bad. I don't know. Chauncey Billups doesn't look like he has a clue what's going on. I'm surprised he still has a job. Well, DeAndre, um, a- Charlotte, another- I, I don't even think I, I I am this close to being finished with DeAndre Ayton and ever ever thinking he's going to live up to any sort of MVP, all NBA potential. I'm this close to being finished with him because the dude just uh, he he's like a Joe Barry Carroll. He's so aloof. He's so aloof. He it seems like he doesn't. He's like he's like. <laughs> just out there and he's bumbling around on the court. Like he's got so much talent and he's just out there bumbling around doing God knows what on a tanked, tanked Portland roster where he's getting heavy minutes. It's not like he's getting benched like he was over in Phoenix. Like No, but I think the thing about DeAndre is DeAndre has a very limited repertoire. He yeah. doesn't have. He, That's you know, my he problem. He doesn't. Have, he has a very limited repertoire of moves. I mean, look, he's got more moves than Ben Simmons. Yeah. I would say that because yeah. Ben Simmons has no. He can at least he can he can shoot the mid range. He's more back to the basket, but you know he's got a very limited repertoire. He was exposed in Phoenix. There's not a lot he had to do there because he just had to at least just defend in the post. And I think in Portland and. Portland of the earth, so that's another team. Dean playing. I look at highlights. Recently. I don't know what's going on there. He played. Um, yeah, but it's like he needs to, he yeah. needs to stay healthy because that team doesn't have a chance at all if he's not playing. Because they you know, need Lamelo. They Char- got rid of Charlotte. Need, he's Char- gone. I think Char- Charlotte needs Lamelo badly. Um, Brandon, Brandon Miller. What are y'all thinking about Brandon Miller? I like Brandon Miller. 
I think he's nice. I think he's really been like he hit a bit of a wall early and like as soon as Lamelo got injured, they kind of went into a bit of a tailspin where trying to figure out who took more prominence in the offense and that eventually went to Terry Rozier who played well enough to get himself traded out. And they were, you know, trying things with like Nick Smith Jr. who's been all right, but he's not. Like he's still a, a level away. But now like in the last month, Brandon Miller has been putting up some pretty incredible numbers and his efficiency is good. He's got a really nice mid-range jumper. He's good from outside and he's physical. He's huge. I understand now why everyone was saying he should be number two. This kid's awesome. He's great. Really yeah, he, he is very good. Uh, I think there were character concerns about him at the time of the draft with what had went on. Uh, yeah, the whole murder with thing. Yeah, at Alabama. Yeah, but that, that murder thing. Alleged. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. That that little that yeah. little tidbit. But yeah, um, that. but I think that with Charlotte and as well, another bad team, the Houston Rockets, man, are a drick. <laughs> What is going on? Jalen Green. But there are... is, it's like, take turns at chucking up threes. Honestly. And then Alfred Sangu does his nice play home, they're A completely different team. Uh, I mean, I feel, I, you know, that's another team. They got Van, you know, Fred Van Vliet. He's all right. And then outside of that, Dylan the villain, he's sort of just a showman now. He's on a really bad... And that, again, another good coach, Emi Udoka, if he didn't, you know, get his get his... Head right would have still been a coach of Boston, and now he's stuck in Siberia. Oh. So, well, you know, if you're the Bucks, you're thinking, why didn't we? You know, there was a chance for email, but he took up a contract before even the finals finished. He yeah. was signed to Houston midway through like the second round yeah, before anyone got fired. So, yeah, <laughs> there were no good jobs for him to have yet, but he could have had any of these jobs that, that we've got, you know, first year coaches into now, and he would do like. He's done. A, I think he's done a really good job with his Houston team, and they're kind of outperforming expectations. While my expectation for them was to be a, probably the second worst team in the in the West, but yeah. defensively they're they're pretty good. They sound um, they sound defensively, but I think the most the most frustrating part has to be Jalen Green. I yeah, but I think as a coach to come in, the hardest thing to do is is make the defense play. Get a good defense out of your team first up. I think. The players are more interested in playing offense and seeing what happens on that end. Of course. Where to get guys locked in. And he's got a lot yeah. of young players and some some decent veterans, but it's a, a mostly young team. So to have them performing well, for a while, they were the, the number one defense in the league. They're yeah. still... I, I haven't checked recently, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were still top 10 because, you know, I mean, there's some... a villain for all the memes... <laughs> has been really good for them. Yeah. And now I've come full circle on him and he's funny. And I think I think him staring down people in the warm-ups is hilarious. I think all his antics are terrific. I wanna <laughs> watch I, I wanna watch him when he's on the court. It's a, he, it's a, it's, a, it's gotten so to a point it's, it's gotten to a point funny. yeah. It's gotten to a point of of I hate him or love Dylan him you Brooks, watch. Dylan uh but, no, I yeah. don't. I don't watch because I. I think he. I think. I think it's like that same kind of Pat Bev level of trying to draw attention and trying to you know make it into a you know death of a salesman like a one man act. It's just like just play. Just you know how how about you play some defense, Dylan? Okay, don't worry about you know play some defense, shoot a three, and then you can you know you know thump your chest or whatever. So I mean you know it's about being. It's like he hasn't learned. It's like being humble. Like he was humbled last season, and that's why Memphis said we've had enough. We don't want any more of that because you're not you're not listening. So he's you know, when you're in 
when you wind up in Houston or Detroit or, or Washington, you know it's like the last stop. It's the last stop before you're in Taiwan. It really is. I mean, it, yeah. it, that's the edge of the earth. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting to see. I mean, look, and then San Antonio, that's the other team I'm thinking about because, I mean, Greg Popovich could have pulled the pin on this years ago. I'm surprised he's still there. There must be a, there's a certain level of joy there. Um, I don't know. Webinyama but I'll tell you, I'll tell you a, what he's look, he's Wembenyama might be like a once in a generation talent. That dude is everything and more as ha- as he was hyped up to be. He is a he he is a basketball AI. He is he's he might ridiculous. be the greatest athlete to ever play any sport. <laughs> honestly, honestly, he's ridiculous. And the way he he'll do something even that night where MB had he had the ball shot faked, dribbled inside, crossover crossover a different man, and then dunked it. And it's like he did that in three steps in one dribble and it went, Oh yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. we can do that. Like him and him and Holmgren. Him and Holmgren yeah. are gonna be a ridiculous rivalry and I, I can't wait to see how they oh, develop I mean, that up. Yeah. But I think we should put a lid on this one. Thank you so much for being here, Joe. That is the end of our episode. Really appreciate it, my man. Thanks, oh, you're welcome, guys. Look, we'll catch up. I think the best time to catch up is right when the playoffs are set so we can see our brackets and then get an idea of who's getting in. Obviously, the Bulls aren't going to be the team getting in. I always have to throw that out there. Uh, but the Warriors might not be either. Yeah, well, we'll never know. That might be in a play-in. So, I mean, I mean, the Warriors are only really statistically right now three or four games. Like, the West is so compressed yeah. right now. Anything can happen. So, depending on the trade deadline, we'll definitely give you a bell once we get the brackets in to start the playoffs. Absolutely. So- Absolutely. Yeah. Good to talk to you guys. The- yep. Thanks. And by and maybe by that time, we'll be able to talk about some rugby league as well. That'll, that'll be started. Oh. <laughs> yep. But yeah. that is the end of our episode. Uh Next next up, we've got uh, conference championships for the NFL playoffs roundup. They will be done. We will be we will know who will be in the Super Bowl in the Super Bowl. I believe they they will be finished. Yeah. Yep. And we're going to be previewing that. We got some more NHL coming up. Obviously, some more NBA. Stick around for it all. We'll catch you all next time. Bye.